knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival of Basic Badass Podcast. Um, we're still uh, continuing our uh, like beginning prepper series, so you know we're uh, jumping through things here, getting all the basics covered. Again, it's a good time to reinventory your supplies and you know make sure things are in order and and the way they should be. Um, today we're going to talk about everyday carry. Um, now that like to some people that just means like, Oh, my everyday carry gun or my everyday carry knife. And, and that's, you know, that's something, but, uh, there's certain things that, you know, day to day. And, and I guess as I was thinking about it, I always think, well, what the hell, you know, I carry my keys in my phone and that's it. But the more I think about it, I actually carry a lot of things. And, Maybe you should be carrying some more things if you're not. Um, Now, some of it is, you know, we talked about stuff that's in your car. You know, you have like, uh, I know a couple weeks back, we did the 72-hour get-home bag. And that has a lot of your, you know, basic survival stuff. And and that stuff matters. Um, Certain things in your car, like maybe, uh, I know in my truck, I have like a bunch of toe straps and, you know, ratchet straps to tie things down and things like that. Um, I have, uh, you know, jumper cables in all my vehicles and like a first aid kit in all my vehicles. And I actually carry a trauma bag in my, uh, my, uh, vehicles. Each one has one, but it's more like, like an IFAC, you know, with your tourniquet and stuff like that. But again, that's not right. on my person, right? That's not my everyday carry, but it's kind of with me everywhere I go. You know, even if I'm at home, my cars are there, or if I'm out somewhere, you know, it's going to be in my car. So that's a little bit more and a little broader. But uh, there's actually stuff on your person that, you know, every day kind of is a go-to. Um, I mean, I guess we kind of just jump right in. One of the first things 
um, that I find that I reach for and don't always have and I should is a pen. I mean, just a notepad and a pen or just a pen if, you know, you feel you, you're you not somebody to take notes. I know at my job, uh, I work on all kinds of different machines and, and stuff, and it's a pretty big area. So I'll work on uh, maybe 100 different uh, machines over, you know, over a week or something, and each one obviously has its unique attributes and also problems that are recurring. And with that, I feel like, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, look, it ended up being this. And I end up on my phone, I ended up making like folders in a notebook where I'll have each machine number I'll have a page for and I'll write down, oh, you know, station 22 had this problem and whatever. And I'm not because I want to go back and, and go, oh, look, that happened. I'm so great, whatever. No, what I want is, oh, this happened again. What did I do that last time? It was six months ago, and I can't remember what the hell I had to do to you know pull that up. But if I have that page and I can kind of glance through the problems and, and the station numbers. So my point is being able to write stuff down throughout the day is not a bad way to be. Plus, you're just kind of more of a useful member of society. People kind of look at you like you're unprepared and and you don't have it. You know, you're a prepper, right? And you don't carry a pen. You can't sign this document for me. You can't, you know, I, I know when I go purchase stuff at work or whatever, you know, you got to sign the form or, you know, stuff like that. And you just kind of seem sloppy. So also, you know, I know a lot of you guys talk about, you know, we go out in the woods, we whatever you make notes, um, leave notes, uh, hey, you know, hey to the wife, hey, I'm going to be back later, or I'm lost in the woods, but I can tack a little paper to the tree that says, hey, I went this way. You know, all these mm -hmm. things, it's going to come out. Now, they do, a lot of guys, when you talk about like basic everyday carry, a lot of people are like, ooh, the tactical pen, right? And they you see these like late night infomercials or something for them. I think Smith and Messon makes some, and th there's a bunch of different ones. And like they'll break glass or it might have like a seatbelt cutter on it or something. Honestly, to me, I think that's kind of nonsense. I mean, it, it's one more thing that might be okay. And yes, yeah, some are, you know, you can carry on a plane or whatever, but you know, whatever. I feel like I already have all the tools that are going to come out of this pen in my regular everyday carry without having a tactical pen. Um, mm -hmm. I did look up uh, some pens and stuff and actually I came across this. Uh, there's a company Grafton that, just made a nice quality pen for about 35 bucks, you know? And it just was like, uh -huh. uh, you know, and, and things like that, you know, having just something quality and nice, I think is, is really the way to be, you know, have a nice pen. That's my point. Not a freaking mm -hmm. tactical pen, but if that's you, you do you, you know, I, I know I've gotten There's something free, wrong with a tactical pen. Right. It's that's just fine. a little bit, a little bit much. I, I feel like, uh, for, for, you know, the every average, you know, if, if you're getting into uh, fights every single day at work. You need to stab somebody in the neck and, and you're like, stab somebody. <coughs> yeah. I just left my knife in the last body 
and I need something <laughs> else, then maybe, you know, right. then maybe that's right. Um, next thing I, I think that really matters is a good flashlight. Um, having some kind of light. Now this, a lot of guys will like leave in their car and, and depending on your life and, and how you do it, you know, I mean, I guess if I was in an office building, I'm not going to have a, a flashlight on my belt, but I might have a little keychain LED light, you know, on, on right. my thing in case, you know, the power went out and I'm in the middle of an office building that would kind of suck. I'm trying to, mm -hmm. you know, find my way out and they, all the exit lights aren't exactly, you know, working the way they should be or something like that. Um, I would say if I did work in an office building, I was looking into, they have a, there is a company called, oh, damn, I lost it. Um, I, I had it all pulled up and now I'm not cool. Um, there's a, a company that makes these uh, little folding pouches that are pretty neat. And they're basically like a little foldable notebook. And mm -hmm. you could put your kind of everyday carry stuff that you don't need maybe on your Batman utility belt. If you're an office worker like me, I'm a, a like maintenance guy in a factory industrial kind of world. Having the Batman utility belt makes me normal and, and just like everybody else. Whereas, you know, if I'm working in an office wearing a suit, having a little foldable binder filled with the essentials that, you know, I like might be the way to, you know, to go. Um, I will say, because um, I just want to pull it up for you guys. The company was, um, hmm. shoot, I, I feel like an idiot here. Um, there's one Atlas sling that, uh, that did a decent job with the bags, uh, Manhattan bag Atlas sling it was like a nice little portfolio type, but there was another one, but anyway, sorry, I hate to do that to you guys. Um, anyway, you could keep your little things anyway, back to, uh, flashlights. So there were a couple that I really like. Um, one, I actually got one provided by my company, which is probably like a $100 light. Uh, ends up having the rechargeable uh, battery in there. And, you know, uh, they gave me a charger and a couple batteries and whatever. Has one of those like 5,000 milliamp hours, which is really like two of the CR123 ones, you know, you know those batteries. Um but, and that basically, you know, kicks ass. That's like thousand lumens and, you know, it seems to last all week long and I have no problem. So I kind of have, I've been looking for, you know, equivalents that you could buy out in the, uh, in the, the regular world here. And there's a company Phoenix, F-E-N-I-X makes one, the PD-36R. That's a 16,000 lumen USB rechargeable flashlight with that same type battery. Um, I got a buddy of mine actually has this one and it is bright. It's like ridiculous and it seems to last. And I think if I was, you know, and, and obviously it has the multiple settings so you don't have to have like asshole brightness, you know, you can uh, be normal and, and conserve the battery 
or you can be ridiculous mm-hmm. if you need to be. Um, yeah. That makes no. I prefer m- asshole brightness. You at do. All you, times. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I want anybody way you that go. Stand my flashlight to be blind for at least five minutes. Now that's that's a, a flashlight like that. It's like a hundred bucks. Um, again, I if I'm yeah, having you're something, at spending some decent money, right? Decent if I'm if I'm having something on my belt all day long, every day at work, it's this. All right. That's what I do. I have, like I said, about a hundred dollar light that I carry every day. And it's basically equivalent to this. It just came from another company that I wasn't able to look it up. Um, And actually the company that gave it to me free has their name engraved on it. And that's the, you know, the only thing I was able to get out of it. So I couldn't find the manufacturer. So anyway, this uh, this is really what you want to do. But again, this is if I'm the guy who carries one on my belt all day long. If I'm a cop, if I'm in maintenance, if I'm a plumber, if I'm an electrician, this is something I'm going to have on me all the time. Um, something a little smaller, uh, more discreet, uh, Surefire Titan B Plus 300 is a really nice, this is if I'm like the executive and I got my portfolio and whatever, I'd throw something like that in there. Um, again, another, you know, really bright quality light, but I I wouldn't buy both. I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of more your lifestyle kind of thing and, and what you're up for. Um, that to me is something that, uh, you know, you need a good light. Now, if you're like, hey, you know, dude, you're crazy. I'm on a budget, whatever. All right. Well, a decent mag light, you know, with the LED, I think, I think they're still, you're going to pay at least 20 bucks. Um, I know for a long time without the LED, uh, Target used to have like $8. They would have the mag light, two AA ones, and they were great, but yeah, you don't see those deals much anymore. And honestly, the LED is so much better. So, you know, that's that's another way to go. But bottom line, some kind of flashlight, even if at a minimum, it's the little keychain LED ones that you press and can get you something, mm-hmm. can kind of get you out of a tight spot. Uh, right after flashlights, the next thing um, that I go to um, so like I said, a pen, a notebook, flashlight. Uh, I do like, they have, you know, those silly like paracord bracelets. I'm probably, I'm not the guy wearing a paracord bracelet, right? It's not really my thing, but, um, I've seen ones with like, um, like the little LED clip that you can maybe hook on your belt. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like I always have cord and stuff around me and stuff. I know in my work environment, it's always there. There's tons, but, uh, also in my truck and stuff like that, I got ropes and chains and whatever, but having some paracord, a lot of guys go for that kind of thing. Um, they have it with the little carabiners and, and they have some kind of cool ones that you can look up. Um, that might be a, uh, a way to go for you. Just having a little bit of cord or rope is always nice. Uh, I did find that bag that I was telling you guys about. It's a Maxpedition, M-A-X-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N. They make all kinds of different style little bags. 
that are awesome for throwing paracord, flashlight, multi-tool, you know, all these things in there. Uh, they have a lot of great stuff. So they might be, uh, you know, if you're looking for the more professional, clean look, that's maybe the way to go. Now, I think next we'll move into Kevin's favorite part, knives. Knives are uh, definitely a part of, you know, I think they're like one of the first things that come to mind when people say everyday carry is, do you have a good knife, you know? Um, right. What are you thinking, Kevin? <clears throat> well, generally speaking, I, I carry in my pocket or on my belt at all times uh, a folding knife. You know, a folding knife is is good. It's a tool. It's, uh, you know, it's good for opening boxes. It's good for cutting rope. It's good for that sort of stuff. Not always necessarily great for, uh, great for knife fighting, though, uh, as a self-defense weapon. Now, a lot of the times, uh, I'll carry a knife on my belt and I carry a, a fighting knife in my vehicle. If, mm -hmm. if some shit goes down, though, you know, you, I feel like you should be somewhat proficient handling, a, you know, your folding knife and, and right. being able to, to use it as, as at least self-defense, you know, to keep from getting your ass whooped and, you know, back out of the situation. But a good fighting knife is is a little bit different. Generally speaking, you want to have something that's a fixed blade. Um, now you can you can find uh, knives that are folding knives that are designed for knife fighting, right? Uh, but they're not going to be as good as as a fixed blade knife that you you generally have. So there's there's a few different types of fixed blade knives for fighting. Um, the one the one that uh. I have that I'd stopped carrying because I just I just didn't like the feel of it. It didn't like the the way it was designed uh, as a karambit. Now what what yes. that is is it's a, a hooked blade knife. Um, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a claw shape um, with just the blade on the inside of the hook. Um, it's an Indonesian knife. It was designed uh, in Indonesia. It's been carried there for a long time, and typically that's their fighting knife. Um, it's real good for, you know, slicing chunks out of people. Um, but it doesn't have, uh, an edge for like a stabbing edge. You know, it's not a, right. not a pointy knife that a lot of people think about. Now, uh, Tanto is a traditional Japanese fighting knife and it's similar to like a, what you view as a samurai sword, except the much shorter. It's got a little bit of a curve to it. Um, it's, fi uh, fixed it. Sometimes it's double-edged, sometimes it's single-edged knife. And um, it's, you know, it's got a good point on it for thrusting. Um, what I carry is more the more traditional American fighting knife, which is the Bowie knife. Um, you know, it's typically a longer blade, uh, 5 to 12-inch blade. And, you know, it's a, it's a straight blade, but it's got a curve, and it's, it's got a curve on the end. Um, so generally speaking, it'll be a, a edged blade on one full side and then the top two inches or so is going to have it, you know, have the, uh, the double blade on it. So, you know, it's a pretty good knife uh, and it's, you know, gives you, gives you a little bit of distance and a little bit of reach with it. It's similar to K-Bar knife. Now, K-Bar knife is traditionally a marine carried knife, fixed blade. Similar to a Bowie knife, it's got a little bit of a, a you know, a thrust guard on the end. It's got a blood groove on it, 
So, you know, typically I've never actually had to stab somebody. Um, they say that if it doesn't have a blood groove, it can get stuck in somebody. Sure. Who hasn't uh, seen that? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but, uh, you know, I'll I go find, I find the knives one. always get stuck in them if I don't have the good blood groove. So, you know, yeah. teach his own, Stick right? You, if you want to take a chance, step on them and yank it back out. Right. If you <laughs> right. want to take a chance with that, I mean, that's up to you, right? Um, I actually yeah. like if the, anyone, uh, <clears throat> yeah. If anyone knows about, about stabbing people to death, it's the Marines. So, I would trust their their instincts with the K bar, you know. Um, I I like uh, you guys who've been listening to the show for a long time know that I like the uh, Sog uh, Sealed Pup, and honestly, mm-hmm. it's a good entry level fighting knife. And I say entry level; it's about fifty five bucks. So to me, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's that's reasonable. Um, I mean, I know there's fifteen dollar knives out there, and to be honest. You can buy a folder if you're willing to put the effort into keeping it sharp. You can buy a folding knife for about you know fifteen bucks. That's going to be tolerable. I, I know that the hardcore mm. knife guys are cringing at that, but you know if you spend some effort and look around, um, big thing with a knife is you want something that feels good in your hand when you're holding it but also feels mm-hmm. good when it's in your pocket or on your belt and isn't stabbing you and, you know, and, and, and messing with you all day. Um, I don't know. I, I, a lot of guys like with a little serrated edge, I kind of do. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's, as far as folding knives, I mean, you want to go high end. There's, you know, that CRKT Benchmade, uh, spider co, you know, those are your premium brands. Uh, Zero tolerance makes a decent knife. Uh, but you know, there's there's other ways to go. You don't need to, you know, spend 150. You can buy a fifteen dollar buck knife that you know is decent, or I have in the past, I don't mm-hmm. know how much they are now. Um, but just having something available to you is is gonna make the difference. Again, you should be able to put together your everyday carry for you know, honestly, for probably under 50 bucks and it's something you can build up over time. I I just threw, when I was looking through all the things, I kind of, you know, the premium stuff to make a list for, uh, I threw it in my Amazon cart so I'd be able to find it. And it looks like I come in at um, some ridiculous price. 1,321 bucks is what I think you guys need to spend just to leave the house. So, you know, hey, teach his own, right? If you're a little bougie, right, you know, right. this is this is the way to go. Yeah. Um, CRK. Now, one, or, yeah. one point. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say. Uh, one point. Yeah. One point you. that I want to make about knives is, is uh, you want to keep it sharp. And a lot of people uh, get the knife. They, they use it until it gets dull and then they get rid of the knife. And, right. you know, that's just, that's just, it's stupid. Uh, for, you know, a little bit, you can, you can get a good sharpening stone. I keep a sharpening stone in my kitchen and <clears throat> every day when I'm making dinner or whatever I'm doing, um, I'll take that knife and sharpen it up real quick before I even start, start making dinner. That's, you know, that's how it should be. You should be keeping your knives sharp and, you know, a dull knife isn't good for shit. 
You know, yeah. it's just a piece of metal at that point. Um, you should learn how to sharpen a knife and you should, should do it. Uh, you're going to want to slide the blade away from the stone, you know, as, away from, from it. Uh, as you sharpen it, you want to keep that blade on, on about a 22 degree angle, which is, you know, 90 is straight up and down. 45 is half of that. 22 degrees, half of that. So you're going to have a, a real narrow edge as you slide that blade against the stone. And you really want to go back and forth so that you're getting both sides evenly. Um, yeah. You know, so so you can get your knife and put it on a, a benchtop grinder or something like that. But you're, you're going to fuck your knife up. Just use yeah. a stone. Get a stone. They're not that expensive. Spend the money and get one to have it in your house so you can keep Spend your knife. Spend a little time. Sharp. It's one thing to have. <clears throat> yeah, it's one thing to have a good sharp knife on your on your belt, and uh, you know, then you go home and make chicken, and and you're fucking around with this dull ass knife, and you end up cutting your hand up. Yeah. So a sharp knife is a lot safer than a dull knife, um, and just keeping your knives sharp so you can use them every day without you know having an issue without having to buy new knives every time your knife gets dull right. um you know it's worth the investment and it's worth learn you know spending a little bit of time and learning how to sharpen a knife properly right there are some great kits um if you're really lazy and you have no time and whatever uh i know fiskers makes a uh a uh like axe sharpener or something where you just kind of run the blade through and it's two ceramic stones that, you know, it'll, it'll sharpen it up. It's only yeah, good it's for about way 20 sharpens. Cut your hand open. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Yep. Eh, whatever. If you're not bleeding, you know, or even trying. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we, we used to do episodes where point. people would say if they took our advice, you, you would get killed two or three times. I don't know if they appreciated the uh, New York sarcasm or whatever, but. You know, we're willing to step it up if you guys, you know, if that's what you're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Next uh, next on my list, I actually had multi-tools. Now, these kind of fall into right. that knife category. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I think when people say multi-tool, the first thing, first thing that comes to my mind is Leatherman. A lot of guys are like Gerber. I... I feel like the world is like 60, 40 split on that where 60% would go Leatherman 40 uh, Gerber, but maybe that's my own bias. Right. Um, I used mm -hmm. to think that a Leatherman was kind of ridiculous, but then uh, once I was in the Navy seemed everybody had one, but the thing was I would have to uh, be working in one space and my shop with all my tools would be back, you know, a 10 minute walk on the ship to, to go find, you know, the right screwdriver or whatever. And having the Leatherman on my hip was, you know, easy enough to just grab the right thing and, and be ready to go. Um, I use the pliers all the time. I'm digging out splinters with the knife, pulling out pieces of metal and stuff with pliers, you know, all kinds of good things there. I use the multi-tool all day long. Uh, I keep one. My wife has one in her purse. Every one of my cars has one in the glove box. I find that I, I usually lose about one a year. Uh, so mm -hmm. with that, I, I found that I actually started looking on eBay and stuff and I was buying used old ones. 
especially when they went away with the original. The original was the PST from Leatherman. And that, that to me yeah. was like the perfect tool, you know? I was like, that's the one that I, you know, I was most comfortable with. They kept coming out with new styles and I'd be disappointed and then I'd grow into a new one or whatever. My actual go-to now is the uh, rebar. The rebar, I don't know, it just seems right. Has everything I need, yet it's small enough. One of the things uh, that discourages me from uh, Gerber is that they, Gerber, they always feel like so thick in my hand. And also like the needle nose of the pliers are always too thick to get into a lot of the spaces that I really want needle nose pliers yeah. for, you know, I kind of like the smaller right. head. Now, some of you might be like, well, it's because you have little girl hands or something, but you know, whatever, whatever the reason is Leatherman is kind of my go-to, but you know, teach his own. Um, Sog actually makes some great ones. To me, they kind of have some tools that I haven't really found a use for. But again, that's per personal preference. And maybe your industry where you work, that's more useful. Or maybe you're, you know, out doing stuff. But, you know, whatever. Each his own. Uh, anyway, a good multi-tool is a go-to. Plus, Leatherman, they come in a little black case. And it looks just like the buck knife case that the Dukes of Hazard guys used to have. And mm -hmm. they were cool. So, you know, I kind of feel like I'm cool when I have it. Because I'm like, yeah, I got my go-to. They got their go-to, you know. I just sometimes jump over the hood on my car, you know, whatever it takes. Right, whatever. right. Um, so there's that. Uh, what else? So uh, next on my list, besides multi-tools, is I'm trying to pull up my card here. All right. Now, one um, thing that I yeah. that most of us have is an everyday carry that you know I think is overlooked is is your smartphone. Um, yes. Twenty years ago, you couldn't look up anything that that comes up. You'd have to find somebody that was smarter than you that knew better than you. You'd have to find a fucking payphone. You know, all Ooh, sorts of dumb shit. Phone. Now, most of us carry a smartphone in in yes. your pocket. You know, which uh, you know I don't have to remind you how useful it can be you know, throughout the day. Right. Um, but, it, you know, it should just be on that list of everyday carry. It should. Um, leaving your house with it charged is going to be the way to go. Actually setting it up so that you're going to have, you know, and if the battery isn't really lasting, whatever, you really need to make sure your vehicle or whatever has an extra charger for your phone. Um, you know, a dead phone isn't going to be worth anything. Uh, kind of, mm -hmm. I, one last thing I wanted to hit on before I uh, abandoned the multi-tools and knives is uh, Leatherman just came out with uh, like EMT shears called the Leatherman Raptor. And uh -huh. it, it's actually got like a ring cutter and some other cool shit with it that, you know, are really could kind of be useful and they fold up pretty decent. Um, if you're in an environment where you're very utilitarian, uh, law enforcement, EMT, something like that. An excellent choice, these shears. Um, again, I probably wouldn't carry it if it was I was the office guy or whatever. But I got to say, if I had the little portfolio or something I was throwing things in, that would probably be there if money uh, was no object on the, uh, the office. Um, I actually did yeah, order me yeah. a set of these, but uh, 
you know, there, there's something you might want to look at. Yeah. Yeah. They're around 80 bucks and they're, they are pretty sturdy, you know, tools. Yeah. Um, so something to look at next, uh, you know, we we're talking about the smartphones and technology. So this is something I don't do. Um, I actually made sure that I have a decent um, watch and I have a decent, uh, but it's just a, a old school mechanical watch um, and I have extra batteries for it or you might want one that winds up. But I kind of, I just as a kind of end of the world guy, I like to have it. I don't find that I wear it like with work, especially with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like an electrician, so I don't really uh, like wearing metal things on my person like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's something I have. It's something I, I make sure the battery's always good. It's always set and that it's right. I actually have it on my dresser, you know, at home, and I kind of check it actually pretty often. Um, I just replaced the battery on it, and I actually bought some extra ones just because it's something I feel that you should have. Now, if you really are the outdoor guy and and you're out doing stuff, Garmin makes these GPS watches that'll kind of give your coordinates and you can set locations for other people, especially if you're working as like a tactical unit kind of thing, being able to give other people coordinates and be like, hey, go here and you'll be able to find what I'm looking for is freaking awesome. Um you can yeah. get into the Garmin GPS watches. I think Amazon had them refurbished for about 260. Uh you're really looking at like 460 for something pretty cool, you know, buying it new. Um again, that's not something I feel is a requirement, but I think it would be a nice everyday carry if money's no object. And I got to say if I work in that environment, if I'm outside, I'm a ranger, if, uh, you know, like a, uh, a forestry person, something like that. If I'm, uh, you know, even in law enforcement and, you know, different areas, being able to mark locations, it's pretty awesome idea. Something like the Garmin, you're not, um, you don't have a, uh, a monthly payment or anything with that. That just, the watch is good and you have GPS forever and you're kind of good to go. So that's kind of a cool thing. But again, that's, you know, not necessary for everybody's everyday carry. I'm just saying it's something you might want to consider and keep an open mind to if you're in that kind of world where, uh, you know, you're outside and, and really close to nature, it might really be worth it. Um, last on my list is, uh, I carry a wallet. Now the way I do it, um, I uh I don't like the big honking wallet in everybody's back pocket. I don't know if you guys used to watch Seinfeld, but uh Costanza had this one that had like a thousand papers in it, you know, and it's just busted out, had his every notes and whatever. Um I uh I have one that actually it's just like a uh a, a little folded uh flat thing, I guess, where it's meant to go in your front pocket. Bottom line, it holds like three or four cards and it goes in your front pocket and it's easy. Um, I find it's a lot more comfortable and two, it's, you know, it's good with me bending and whatever. It's not poking and stabbing me. Um, something like that, something to keep your cards protected. Uh, maybe your concealed carry permit. 
uh, maybe a check card. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I usually have like some money in there, but a lot of times actually money will be another pocket all of loose cash. And then, uh, but I think there is like a folded up 20 in there. And I think I also have actually a folded up blank check just because I end up somewhere where I need that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just nice to have. Um, but yeah, something like that discreet, uh, I guess more and more in the modern world it, that RFID blocking is not a bad thing to have, um, mm-hmm. to kind of keep your card safe. I, I don't know how, you know, important that kind of thing is, but it sounds like a smart yeah. idea to me. Yeah. yeah. But, now, generally speaking, like, like you said, that George Costanza wallet, Yeah, you got to slim that down. You don't need all that shit in there. And it's just a pain in the ass to carry that big fat wallet. I used to do it like a dumbass when I was a youngster. Every scrap of paper I'd get, I'd stick it in there, and then I couldn't find shit when I was looking for it. Right. Um, you want something that's slimmed down, something that's going to be comfortable in your pocket, something that's not going to – I used to keep my wallet in my back pocket, and then I'd sit on it in the car, and my back was always fucked up for my you know whole body being out of alignment. But um, Right. I don't, I don't carry it in my back pocket anymore. Like you said, I carry it in my front pocket or I don't, or I, you know, I don't have it on my person. I keep it in the vehicle. So I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the run through of the, the shit that I like to carry. I mean, I know it sounds a little overwhelming and, and some of those things might be right for you, you know, me and not right for you. And, you know, and, and that's it. Same thing. Um, a handgun is in my everyday carry. Uh, but again, I, I, I looked up, you know, a bunch of smaller everyday carry guns and, you know, there's car and, and the Ruger LC nine. Uh, I used to carry a, uh, a little, um, SR 22 pistol and that's from Ruger. I now my everyday handgun is a, uh, a VP nine SK from H and K. Um, I love it. I think it's the right thing. Um, but it, it depends where you live, right? So the state that I live in, open carry is legal, uh, concealed carry is legal with a permit, and you can kind of, you know, whatever. You can uh, you can have open carry without a permit, but you need, uh, you know, so I don't care if mine is a little bit visible or whatever. People are used to it around here. It's not a big deal. But if you lived in maybe communist New York or California, you need something really discreet and that you can carry and and wear with your own uh, thing. But bottom line, you know, somebody might be like, oh, well, you know, a 22, that's just too small. And, and, you know, you're just not even going to be able to do anything with it. Well, the bottom line is the gun that you're actually going to carry is the gun that you should have. you know, I, I started out with a, uh, a, a SIG uh, 1911, right? A big uh, 45. And that's a serious mm-hmm. gun. But, and yeah, it's got great stopping power and whatever, but it's so huge that, you know, you find that ah, it's too big. I can't really wear it with this outfit or everybody's going to see it and I'll get in trouble in New York, right? So mm-hmm. then I ended up getting a smaller gun and it was a lot, you know, I carried it everywhere and it didn't, you know, become an issue. Now, like I said, now that I don't live in a communist state, I'm able to carry, you know, something a little bigger and a little better. So again, that's kind of a personal choice. You really need to go to the gun store. You need to pick up and hold 
the different guns, right? You need to feel how it feels in your hand, read some reviews. But then, you know, when I went and bought my first gun, I read all these reviews and then I went into the gun store and I picked it up and I was like, no, that's not it. You know, that's not what I want. And you need that. And and the thing is, it might be right for you, that gun, but it's not right for me. Uh, you need to find ones that are, you know, going to feel right in your hand and it's going to be able to feel comfortable on your waist. You know, um, having the right, you know, clothing and the, and the right stuff to be able to conceal and, and, you know, think about it when you buy stuff. Uh, think about, you know, the clothes you buy, the clothes you normally wear, what you're comfortable in. Um, I know Sig made a, uh, I was wearing a Carhartt jacket all the time in New York every day, you know, and it's like, it's winter in New York, like eight months out of the year. So, you know, you're wearing that jacket a lot. Sig made a uh, jacket. It was a little bit heavy, but uh, in general, it had a uh, big Velcro pockets in the side that I could slide any gun, extra magazines in there and no problem. Nobody saw it. And it was great. And that worked out perfect for me. And I was able to carry a much bigger gun. Um, again, some guys go for the ankle holster. Some guys are like, oh, that's too much to get to. Okay. But again, if, if you're going to actually carry it, then maybe that's the answer. Um, the inside, the waistband is great. Uh, if you got too much belly, it may, you know, sometimes that like rubs and irritates you. Maybe that's the motivation to lose some weight. Um, mm -hmm. you know, different things. You got to find what works for you and what's comfortable for you. And again, yeah. are you wearing a suit jacket, you know, you can have the under the arm holster, you know, whatever you got to do, but find the one that's right for you. Go out and spend some time, do some research. I can't tell you what's right for you. I can tell you for me and inside the waistband with my VP nine SK is perfect, but that doesn't mean that's right for you. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention, uh, if you guys are really looking for a uh, knife for your everyday carry, you might want to check out Spani Blades on Facebook. That's right. He's because, got some uh, really good custom-made knives. Because Seth Spani over there, or Spani, can uh, help you guys out, right? Uh, he can, uh, you know, maybe give you some advice, but also can maybe get you into the right knife. Um, help you find what you're really looking for, make something custom. You know, sometimes having the right sheath or the right setup like that might make it where, you know, you can carry something a little bigger. You know, you might have a specific knife already that you just need a better way to carry it or conceal it. He might be able to help you out. Um, so anyway, something to consider. Maybe somebody you want to reach out to. Um, also great news. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago, she found a way to solve the uh, the crime problem. Oh, yeah? And, What's that? Yep, yep. Well, one, I did hear that they're talking about refunding the police because that defunding the police not as, Didn't work out. Not as good as, as she thought. But the way she's figured out that she can solve the problem is they can start suing the street gangs. Brilliant. Who wants to get sued, really, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to get sued. And, you know, if they they threaten you with legal action and you might have to pay money, you might think twice before you shoot somebody on the street. 
I'm just saying that's something you know you might want to look into. But you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, think about your everyday carry. Try not to leave without uh, you know, the things that are essential. You know, think about what you're doing. Um, make the right choices, and it should be all right. So with that, um, actually, you guys have concerns, questions, comments. You can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, you can check out our Facebook page for however many days left it has before uh, it disappears. I think if you search uh, Prepping Badass Group, you should be able to find us or uh, Survival Prepping or Prepping Badass on the pages. Um, who knows? I'll uh, put a link in the show notes. It's usually there if uh, if you guys want to try and find it. Also, you can uh, support us by uh, going to patreon.com slant prepping badass. Otherwise, yeah, stay safe. Donating to Patreon oh. is going to get you a, a nice little uh, survival prepping uh, patch. So, oh. prepping badass know, even patch. Even a dollar a month. It's got a skull, man things, you know, guns. Cool things. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, with that, oh, and one more thing. I got one more. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I'm all over the place. So I was listening to the radio uh, this week, and you know how it turns out we have these like trillion-dollar spending bills, right? We don't give a shit. We're like, fuck it. Spend it. Well, it turns out our government is like, I don't understand. Food costs keep going up. And so they decided we obviously need more regulation to make sure that people selling meat keep their prices down. Right. And I say there's probably no connection to inflation and then printing trillions of dollars that, you know, left and right. Right. There's no connection. But what I would say is maybe you say, fuck you to the man and you buy one of those. Don't give them a fucking insurance. Over at PreppingBadass.com. Eh? You didn't see that coming, did you? Don't give them a fucking inch. With that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.